Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to Classic Ads from Simpler Times. In this week's episode, a Coronation Street regular suffers the same fate as Colonel Dietrich from Raiders of the Lost Ferrero Rocher. There's some discussion on the joys of latex versus wetsuit material in the construction of one's gimp suit, and Tony reveals what's under the loose floorboard in his bedroom before losing control of his bowels, and ending a discussion on the role of Jacques Derrida and Noam Chomsky in postmodern advertising before it could even begin. My name's Steve Cook, and my co-host is award-winning advertising creative and TV ad director, Mr. Anthony Williams, Esquire. Together, we're going to circle the giant toilet bowl of life whilst looking at a telly ad for Apple Tango that first aired in the UK in 1994. Strap in, people. Thanks for turning up again, Tones. Welcome to Never Left. Um, the year is 1994. Ooh. John Major is Prime Minister. Yep. The Channel Tunnel opened... And everybody's watching... 1994. I had a big brother. Four weddings and a funeral. Oh, bloody, bloody nice. Uh, um, yes. Mm, uh, mm, uh, mm. The best-selling single of the year is Love Is All Around by Wet, Wet, oh, Wet. Oh, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Marty Pello, the whitest teeth in the world. The first ever lesbian kiss on British TV. Madonna. Ed. Ed. Oh, no, I know this. I in did. which soap opera? It was the uh, Scout Saw one off North and then the Saw Rush. It's, uh, I thought, what is it? It's, uh, what's it called? Not Brooks. Brookside. Brookside. Oh! This is my favourite little nugget. Do you remember Ivy Tilsley in Coronation Street? Which one was that? Uh, she was like a... She wasn't tall. Where did she but, work? But uh, pero- peroxide blonde hair, uh, a bit aggressive. Wasn't she the Wasn't she the nasty one? She she was she was a bit of a piece of work. Yeah. So Coronation Street Battleaxe, oh. Ivy Tilsley. She makes her final appearance on the show because the woman who plays her is a woman called Lynn Perry. During a break in filming, went away and had plastic surgery what? without telling the producers. And when and then she turned up when they started filming again, she, tu- she turned up for work looking like a kind of mutant waxwork <laughs> model of her previous self. She literally looked like the Madame Tussauds version of Ivy Tilsley. Wow. Except somebody had kind of held a lighter to her face. 
Kurt Cobain died. Oh. Richard Nixon died. Right. And Fanny Craddock died. Who? Fanny Craddock. Who's that? You don't remember Fanny Craddock? Fanny Craddock, she's a TV chef, and she had a husband called Johnny, and she just used to mercilessly bully him during the... the t- so she'd be cooking, and she'd go, uh, uh, Johnny, can you bring me some carrots? And he'd bring her some carrots. And he'd go, no, not those carrots, no, the oh, other carrots. Oh, those. Oh, okay. Anyway, Fanny Craddock. Elsewhere, just on the off chance, the police began digging up the patio of Fred, oh, Fred, West. Fred and Mary West's place. What's the name of the, what's the address? I can't oh, on the famous street. I can't remember I what it was. Today we're looking at 40-second TV ad for Apple Tango that first appeared in the UK in 1994. Before we start, I thought we could talk about the massive amount of love kicking around for Tango. Oh, you've been Tango. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic ad. So Fe- that did, um, featuring, I'll have a baby sham. It featured Ray Wilkins, ex-football star, football commentator mm-hmm. Ray Wilkins, Hugh Dennis, the comedian. Oh, yeah. And the... You've been tango. You, you can do it better than I do. You know when you've been tangoed. You know when you've been tangoed. Yeah. Was American jazz singer Gil Scott Heron, who did who did the voice? Do the voice. American jazz singer. He's a jazz singer. Oh, who made the ads? Which, oh. a, which agency was responsible for oh, the ads? That Don't, was one of those ones with the long, long. Um, that was um, Howell Henry did total um, cutlery lottery, something like that. <laughs> uh, the amazing it? thing about that is you're actually right. Oh. It was. Um, Howell Henry Chaldicott Lurie. Oh, that's right, yeah. Who were actually known as HHCL and partners by then. That must have been one of the longest agency names, surely. Yeah. It was, really? a, it was a thing, wasn't it? Hmm. Bankshop, Willing, Smith, your mum, and fucking <laughs> whoever. Oh, anyway. Uh, HHCL and partners responsible for the launch of First Direct, Britain's first internet bank. <laughs> Today's first fact check. Fact check. First Direct was an actual fact Britain's first telephone bank, not its first internet bank. This is because the internet, as we know it, didn't actually exist in 1994. Maxell, famous ad. My ears are alight. My ears are alight. Mm. Uh, they also did the Ron Seal work. What was the strap line? Um, Ron Seal. What's the strap line now? Oh, is it something like say does what it says on the tin? Exactly. So, oh, the, so the strap line is it does exactly what it says on the tin, oh. which is still in use today. They launched that in 1994. Oh, really? So we keep moaning about advertising not having any longevity. What's that? 94. I do remember. That's 25 years old. That strap. Yeah. HHCL launched Tango with the very big orange bloke slapping the face, featuring Ray Wilkins, Hugh Dennis, and Gil Scott Heron. Hello, Tony. I think we might use a video replay here. Super, Ralph. Let's do that. Oh, yes, we could be in for a quintessential tango taste sensation here. Why, yes, Tony, let's look again. Yes, Ralph, the big orange fella running from the left, and he gives him a good old slapping. It just illustrates the bite and buzz. Oh, a real oranges in tango. Yes, Ralph, super taste sensation, smashing drink, lovely. You know when you've been tangoed. Um, the ad was banned. What did they do when the ad was banned? What did they do? Yeah, what did, what did the agency do after that ad was banned? Um, celebrated and went brilliant. We'll win some awards now. Uh, there is that. Yeah. Um, it was too early to go viral. They got massive amounts of PR. Mm. Um, they probably adapted it, I guess. They did adapt it. What did they I left the country it? at that time. Um, so I don't know what they did, but they would have adapted it and probably made a, an alternative version to please the bureaucrats. They reshot it shot by shot. 
And instead of slapping him, the big orange bloke kisses him. The original ad was voted third best TV commercial of all time mm. in a Sunday Times Channel 4 survey in 2000. Oh, yeah, I can see that. It was good. Yeah. It was, now you say Hugh Dennis, I can think of the voice, like a Geordie voice. Or was that? Yeah, they're both Geordies doing the commentary. A bit like Pete versus Life. Yeah, so yeah. Hugh Dennis did the Geordie one, mm. and then um, Ray Wilkins just did himself, which is that deadpan. Uh, yeah, the big... That's right. The yeah, big fellas come yeah, yeah, that's the right, yeah. And who was the little orange man? The Oompa Loompa? I don't know. Mm. Don't know. I missed that. Another fact check. The orange man in the original Tango slap ad was a bloke called Peter Geeves. After the ad, Peter went on to appear in EastEnders, The Bill, Drop the Dead Donkey, Bottom, Lovejoy... Men Behaving Badly, Birds of a Feather, and London's Burning, amongst others. His IMDb credits end in 2007 with a short movie called World of Wrestling, which starred Mackenzie Crook. The IMDb logline for the film says, A group of British wrestlers from wrestling's 70s slash 80s heyday take the late night bus home in a gloomy northern town. Sounds like a Bobby Dazzler, that one. And why did he get banned? got banned because there was a fair number of children had ended up with burst eardrums after oh. it became the thing that you did in the playground. Oh. Slapped each other around the ears. Uh, Howell Henry Chaldcourt-Lurie got Agency of the Decade mm. for that work from Campaign Magazine. Oh, good on so That's not bad. Yeah, third best ad, but Agency of the Decade. At the end of the decade, four years later, the agency no longer existed. Mm. There's a link to the ad on YouTube in the pod notes, and we're looking at the possibility of creating a dedicated YouTube channel so you can get notifications and this and that and shit. We need to look at some copyright issues before that happens. If you normally just listen and don't bother looking at the ad, or you think you remember the ad and just can't be asked, then in this case, it's probably worth having a quick look, because the ad that we just spent the last 10 minutes talking about is not the ad that we're going to review. Your medicine's in the cupboard. I'll be back in six. Keep the police tidy. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, big boy. I'm going to slip down your throat. You want me, don't you? Say you love me. I love you. You want to taste my bubbles. If you do just type in a generic Tango advert 90s into YouTube, you get a lot of results. And this one's a long way, long way down the Mm -hmm. long way. Sebastian first. I have two questions for you about this ad. Mm. Question number one, I'll give you both the questions so you can think about them. Question number one, is this the weirdest TV ad you've ever seen? And question number two, is this the most British ad you've ever seen? Uh, do you want to take us through the ad? So you just do your um, do your ramble through. So, tell, tell us what the visuals look like. All right, so there's a man in bed with the sniffles. He's got the man flu, obviously, and his wife's saying, oh, okay, you know, call me if you need me. He's like, yeah, okay, I'll be fine. And as soon as the door's shut, he jumps out of bed. He goes... <laughs> Possible not to laugh. And as soon as the door shut, he jumps out of bed and he races to his secret stash that you know everyone has somewhere. He puts up a floorboard. He puts up a floorboard, <laughs> which yeah, I'll, I'll come back to that. Puts up a floorboard, and you, all you, the sound is brilliant. All you hear is very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he pulls out a video because he's trying to shove it in the video um, recorder. 
And anyway, then he suddenly, I think, changes his outfit into this latex gimp suit. And, he, and, he, and you hear the tightness, you can feel the tightness of it because it snaps tight. And he looks at himself in the mirror and goes, oh, when he catches a glimpse of himself. And for some reason, I don't know why, he's wearing tin foil on his feet. <laughs> I don't know whether that's some sort of politician's you know, orange in the mouth thing. I don't know. So he starts to watch this video. He sits there with his box of tissues because he's got a cold. And he's got this this um, can of, of tango on the screen and this very um, uh, uh, seductive voice going, you want me, don't you? Mm. He goes, I do. And she says, you love me. He goes, I love you. And he can't control himself. And suddenly the front door opens. And he goes, oh, so Colin's been busted. He jumps up, standing there in his gimp suit and like, not knowing where to go. And his wife goes, Colin, you said you were thinking and he, he runs behind the sofa. Look away, look away, don't look at me. Right? And she's, she's actually going, I don't know. She said, you did And he's, yeah, he runs away. And then it's, um, I think it goes to, no, it does. It goes to the end and it says, um, the, um, you can't resist me. Um, and there's a helpline number at the end. So, yeah, that was the ad. That is a roller coaster of an it's ad, brilliant. isn't it? It's, it's, there's so much in that ad. So, in answer to the questions, one, is it the weirdest ad I've ever seen? I lived and worked in Japan for 10 years, so it's not the weirdest, but it certainly is very unusual. I think it, it's one of those ads that polarizes. I haven't got a clue why I like it, but it polarizes people. One, because they don't get it and people don't like to think they don't think, understand things. And second, because of your second question, is it the most British ad? Yes, because British stiff upper lip, don't talk about it, what? You know, are probably one of the most deviant nations that never talk about yeah you know, those sort of things. I mean, the ad is based on the premise that weak British men yeah. will humiliate themselves in search of Apple Tango-based sexual release. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So, like I said, there you go. It's a bit like the orange in the mouth, but it's not. It's Apple Tango, and it's it's yeah. So, I think it is a very very British ad, and, and funny, you know, in my house that I grew up in for twenty odd years, there will be to this day a loose floorboard where if you put your I'm under, you'll find, you know, girlfriends love letters from high school. I love to think that the owners who are living there now um, don't even know that. And they'll find it one day and they'll have to have someone who interprets the the English language um, in the future. But yeah. I love the depth in this ad because I had to watch it 12 or 13 times before it became clear to me that he was retrieving his outfit from under the floorboard. And on the packaging, if you freeze frame the packaging, if you go through it frame by frame, the packaging on the thing that he pulls out from under the floorboard, says, come play with me. Oh. And it's, it's spelled how? It's spelled how? Tell me, I can guess. <laughs> no, it's spelled the normal way. Oh. But see, see, this is a very British thing, how you look at it on face value, but you have to go through frame by frame yes. to get those little nuggets. And that, that that sort of detail would be made for the British person, like like basic instinct. When you used to rent the video, you know, and there was that famous scene when she crossed and uncrossed her legs. If you rented it from the video store, you get to that scene and all your mates are sitting around waiting for it, waiting for it. And as you got to it, the video tape, because it had been paused on so many times. It was actually worn out. But yeah, those little details, again, make it very British. Oh, where to start? Well, the sound is amazing. My favourite my favorite story, let me give you my favourite story. The art director was a guy called Trevor Robinson. Dead? No. No, okay. no he's, he is now Trevor Robinson, OBE. Oh, I thought you said it's now Mrs. OBE. This is like 25 years later. Wow. He's the principal of a small agency in London somewhere, but he's got an OBE. Wow. I'd like to think that he got the OBE for this ad. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> it's the most British thing ever. <laughs> yeah. So his story is that there was a bloke at Howell Henry Chaldicott Lurie mm. who once a month would take a day off to stay at home mm-hmm. and masturbate. Oh, 
Oh, he turned the whole day off and stay at home and uh, wank himself <laughs> senseless. And, <laughs> and apparently it was an open secret. He was very open about it. He'd discuss it. They, they'd all talk about it in the offices and they'd kind of go, you know, oh, when it, next Wednesday. Um, and so, wow. Trevor, so, Trevor Robinson and his partner had that, you know, it's like that, this thing about you have an idea, but you put it in the bank until at some stage you can retrieve it mm. for an appropriate brief. Mm. And they thought that this was the, the appropriate time wow. to retrieve the idea that um, um, Hal Henry, Chaldecott Lurie employee, took a day off work every month to go and wank all day well, and turned it into an ad. And they based it on imagining what would happen if his wife came home. That's amazing because that's probably why they won Agency of the Year because it really does confirm that advertising people are uh, wankers. Wankers. Do you know what you get after a week's worth of wanking? A weekend. <laughs> <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> Will's the best. Okay. So I, I wrote down, while I was, I was watching this for the like 15th or 16th time, I wrote down this. This, these these words disturbing <laughs> surreal lewd mm. slapstick mm. and at the end I wrote a coke fueled Friday afternoon of an ad oh oh sorry Al Young was the copywriter I mean the thinking is that the launch of Tango HHCL had launched Tango and done so well with it that effectively Britvic gave them complete carte blanche creatively to do Britvic, anything they want it's a Britvic brand um, and Britvic basically told them, do what you like. Mm. Uh, yeah, and the, and the, the original brief was very, very clear. The brief was, it wasn't even to make the brand famous. The original brief was to make famous advertising. That brief came from the client. Oh, I hate those briefs. That came from the client. Make me an award-winning ad. All right. Uh, make me famous advertising, mm. not even make the brand famous. No. And there was only there were only really two drinks at the time. One was made from Gerda's. That's got three drinks then. What was that? Iron Brew. Iron Brew made from Gerda's. Made in Scotland from, from Gerda's. That's the one, yeah. Right. So Iron Brew, Pepsi, and Coke. Yep. And what would it be the Pepsi line in um, 1994? I'm no it would idea. Have been I'm no idea. Taste the next generation, generation next, or something like that. I think. No idea. Because that was around the year, uh, a little bit before that. Michael Jackson burned his hair, didn't he? Filming a Pepsi commercial. Yeah, but on the left-hand side of his face or something. And then he appeared on Coronation Street. <laughs> Sorry, see you so, Okay, creative director. Get your creative director head on, head on. What the fuck is going on in this ad? This is the weirdest ad. It's bizarre. It's disturbing, surreal, lewd. It's slapstick. What's going on? I haven't got a clue. I, I really don't know. It's just one of those ads, as you said, you can watch again and again and again, probably because it's like a naughty secret that you think you only get. And, and, and the sound, uh, again, he looks at himself, you know, snap. Mm-hmm. I love you. Uh, and then it became a you know fantastic catchphrase, you know, look away, look away. Uh, Collins is the best best name ever um, to have as just your, your typical bloke. It's, it's just brilliant. It's, it's, it's talk about, because it's like, I've got a friend who does this, you know, yes. like I've got a friend that takes a day off every month for a wank, a friend. So it's the sort of thing you can talk around the water cooler or the kettle or whatever it is, you know, in England and um, not be embarrassed about, but yeah, we all know. I think it was brilliant. And then what I don't understand, actually, you know, I've got to say when I showed them the kids, the ad, it's great because, you know, you can look at it. It's like a Simpsons episode. You know, you can look at it and it'd be funny, but there are some adult undertones that they may or may not get and it's still okay. 
But I've, yeah, the, the point where she says, you want me, don't you? Or whatever she says, makes me a little bit uncomfortable because that is pretty close to, you know, chicka wow wow, right? And then what I don't get is the number at Do the end. Do you know end. what she actually says? What does she say? She's, she says, <laughs> she says, hi, big boy. Oh, I'm going to slip down your throat. That's right. I think it's the word slip down your throat. You want me, don't you? Yeah. Say you love me. I love you. You want to taste my bubbles. Oh, yes. I think Do you know who the voiceover was? Well, I would say, I want to say Joanna Lumley. But she doesn't say darling anywhere in there at all, so. Okay, so the voiceover is done by a lady called Jan Ravens, mm-hmm. who is another one of these great character actors that's kicked around, in, or that was kicking around in the UK TV industry. She worked with the Royal Shakespeare Company. But for our purposes, her real claim to fame is that for a long period of time, she was the voice of the Cadbury's Caramel Oh, Bunny. bunny. Yes. Same Take lady. Easy Same with lady. Cadbury's Caramel. Yeah. Hey, oh. Who myself was obviously a cleaned up version of uh, Jessica Rabbit from yeah. who, who, fra- shot, who, who framed Roger Rabbit. With bubbles, it's good yeah. to talk. I thought it was a great... I thought it was a great little piece of information that, that this is. lady had just had just cornered the market in filth. With Rada. Talk. See, that's what Rada does for yes. you. So you could have gone to any telephone booth in England. She's and, classically trained, darling. And picked, and picked a card up out of the box and just said, yeah, good job for you. Right? Much easier. But no, we're going to Rada trade, darling. That's brilliant because, yeah, the bunny is, you know. Hi, big boy. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I've got goosebumps for all the wrong I'm reasons. Going to slip down your throat. You want me, don't so, you? I mean, that's, that's very close yeah. to the edge. What really freaks me out is the bit where he sits in the armchair and puts the box Those of tissues, tissues on the arm of the yeah. chair. Well, see, the, the right thing for the um, you know for the, the board would have been well because he's got a cold. Dad, why has he got a box of tissues? Got a cold, of course, boys. But was is, is Colin famous anywhere? Have I seen him somewhere else? I think he's. It's, he's like part of that sort of the, the rap pack of British com- comedy that you see in his ads. And yeah, so this comes back to there, there's a lot of love for the original ads for the for the fat orange guy. Mm. There's a lot of stuff kicking around on the internet. There's a lot of love for the black current ads. Do you remember those? Yeah, come on, Sebastian. Feature, yes, yeah. which featured Sebastian and um, the boxing ring and the three yeah. Harrier jump jets. I've got a white Sebastian. He's a French the, exchange student. The white cliffs of Dover, which were not. They were shot in France. Of course. And, the, and they the, had, the, 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 the planes aren't real either. Yeah, so there's a lot of love for that. Um, there is not a huge amount of internet love for this set of ads. So the lady who plays Colin's wife or girlfriend mm. is... A semi-famous Scottish actress who has appeared in a lot of stuff, mm. and I can't find her name. Mm. Colin has been around for a long, long time, and I couldn't find his name. To be honest, I, I can't even really remember her because I was with Colin as soon as the door opened. I looked away, and it's like, you know. See, and I kind of was with, with her because what, another bit that I love from the ad is when she comes back, and as she comes through the front door, what's she muttering? Oh, I don't know, forgot my keys or... No, she's saying, forget my head if it wasn't screwed on. Right. And it's the thing that your mum used to say all the time. It's like such a normal, average thing to say mm. when you've forgotten something and you have to ask, oh, I forget my head. And she comes in and Colin's in his gym suit. <laughs> and actually, it's, amazing. Uh, it's an impeccable time as well because he rushes, doesn't he, out of bed the second she's out of the door because he knows his time is limited and he's got to get, you know, yeah. Yeah, very good. I didn't notice that, but those are all the things that you know go towards making it great, I guess. Yeah. So tell me about the, the helpline number at the end, because I, I didn't give it a second thought. So um, all three ads featured a helpline number. Three ads. There's three ads in the series, in the seduction series, and the voiceover just says, troubles with Apple seduction? 
There is help. And what would happen if you called the number? So the number was 0990-112233. How good a number is that to get on a direct mm. response ad? The only difficulty is the number stays on the screen for about 0.5 of a second. Of so nobody's any. So you had to work really hard to get hold of that number. Mm. Thousands of people did. And what was it, direct Literally line insurance when you called? tens of thousands of people of did. And what happened was when you called it, you got a series of recorded oh. questions and you were supposed to give a yes, no answer to the question. One of the questions was, do the colours purple and green <laughs> remind you of your mother? <laughs> yeah, okay. So it didn't matter what you said, really. There's a long tradition of Tango ads having direct response numbers on the end. That's good. And then, and do, you know, they had various giveaways, didn't they? But the famous one was the orange megaphone from the James Corden ad that got I banned. I don't that. Yeah. That's, that's brilliant. Mm. That's very clever. So I had a great idea. I was going to get one of those stickers on the back of a uh, car that says, how is my driving? Call, you know, 1-800 number, which I bought, and I just drive like a cunt. I'd say you'd make a fortune. Entrepreneur you are. Yeah. So we've got this ad that is like Vic and Bob wrote it. It was art directed by the Mighty Boosh or somebody like mm. that. Entirely based around British men's ability to humiliate themselves sexually. It's edgy, isn't it? Did it's, it work? It, it, Did it, it sell any product? Because normally this is where you give us the results and say... And this is where we go, we're going back to this thing where I could find zero, mm. zero love for this ad on the internet. I couldn't find any recall. I couldn't find any product information stuff. Loads of stuff about how much people love the original Orange Guy ad. Not a lot about this. But can I ask you, mm. why did you choose this ad? You chose this ad to review. Why do you choose this one instead of the orange guy, which is the famous one? Because the orange one, it, it was good. Uh, it was... It was. I mean, at the time it ran, it wasn't good. It was amazing. Yeah. It, well, yeah, it, it was okay. It was groundbreaking. It felt a little bit slapstick to be slapstick. And it was, you know, yeah. Um, this ad ran at the same time as Levi's were running the laundrette ad with Nick. Nick Heyman. Nick Heyman. Who had number one hit. And apparently the Levi's ad was very much of its time. That's what advertising looked like. Yeah. It was the very high production values, lots of um, famous talent. That, mm. The song on that one, I can't what Heard it through the grapevine. What was the song? Yep. I went and bought the 12-inch single by Sart. Yeah. Yep. That was everything. Um, so... And I mean, you go from that, so you go from that to the uh, orange fat guy, which was deliberately, I would suggest, you know, I don't know a lot about this, but deliberate, suggest deliberately shot to look like it was surveillance. Su- surveillance. Yeah, because I did catch surveillance it in the first one. So it was rewind and then you yeah. see it, you know, in slow motion, which is yeah. very, that was a very clever way of doing yeah. it. But sorry, I've, I've talked all over the top of you. Why this one, Why this ad? Why the seduction ad and not the original fat bloke slapping ad? Well, it, it wasn't neither or. It was, you know, the ads that we pick are classic ads of simpler times and they're great ads and they sell a product and do they work? Do they, you know, are they recall? This was an ad that I just enjoy watching again and again and again and again without taking it apart and, um, and trying to rationalize why this and that. It's just entertainment for entertainment. So, so it was interesting to pick one to talk about, which we didn't necessarily have all the answers for, but just hearing, you know, your thoughts on it and watching it, it's kind of interesting that always say, I'll oh, write a, an award-winning ad or make an ad that, you know, makes us famous. You always go, well, that's impossible. You just write a really good ad and the payoff is it wins awards or it becomes famous. I think they've actually succeeded and they've done an ad, made an ad, which is just, you know, it's not about the product. It's about pure art, um, entertainment, the ad of the ad. And I think they succeeded. And that's why I picked it. 
I, my feeling is that uh, it, this could have gone either way. I think either the planner has done a really, really good job or Trevor Robinson and Al Young just hit on a moment of genius in that if it was the planner, the planner at some stages sat down and gone, we only have two real competitors for this. One is Coke and one is Pepsi, both of which are brands with a very long and storied history, whereas we've got nothing. And so we've got nothing to lose. What we need to talk about is making, uh, about talk about an experience rather than about the product. It's either that or Al Young and Trevor Robinson were off their tits on Friday afternoon and just went, this will be great. There's, there's sort of two parts. One is that they've done, they did the um, the orange guy, you know, the, the, the ear slap. How do you do the next ad or improve on an ad that's been banned for being too outrageous? You have to go more outrageous, mm-hmm. right? If that's possible. And also I think, you know, the, the design, the show, the can, you know, the product on the video, right? On the screen quite well. So it's not just a pack end shot. So it was when you go into the news agent and you walk to the, the fridge. Even that, even that is a joy in itself, isn't it? Because the can of apple tango is lying back yeah. on a hutch, on a red hutch yeah. pillow. Exactly. <laughs> talking to him. Exactly. But you don't see it as a product. It's a can, yeah. right? You walk into the news agent, you walk to the fridge, you see all the cans lined up behind the glass door. And as you look across Coke, Pepsi, you'll see that little Tango logo and that icon and you'll chuckle to yourself. And I think that's that's why it wins. And, and then in that split second decision, you just grab it. Yeah. And it works so well in that. Talk, talk to me about the craft of it, about how much work they had to put into making that ad. They're good oh, performances, aren't they? They're brilliant performances. Um, and and the, the set is, is very good. The essay is, is wig that he's wearing at the beginning is sort of just quite obviously a wig that it's it's comedic and, and we know we're not looking at a, a cough syrup ad when it starts. You know, you sort of you instantly, again, in a few frames, know that something a little bit off with this. The hiding on the floorboard, brilliant. And I think the, the suit, they could have gone complete gimp, you know, zips and, and what have you. Yeah. Like, well, does this have to kill Bill or before? Because that's when gimp suits became, you know, Ubiquitous, right? That's the word gimp suit. Uh, Pulp Fiction, not Kill Bill. Sorry, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's sort of, not a lot of people would have realised, it's a bit of a, I think it's a diamond suit or something he's wearing. So I think they could have gone full on weird, you know, with like feathers and all this sort of stuff. But I think um, it was done so perfectly. So it's the, uh, so maybe, you know, it's been introduced that I think they went so subtly, like his face is in that sort of oval shape and he looks completely ridiculous. Again, I want to know what's going on with the the tinfoil shoes. And his ears are poking out the sides. Oh, it doesn't brilliant. cover yeah. his head completely. His ears come out. Because that side. white shot where he jumps up and he's got tinfoils, they would have probably looked at it on the frame and on the, on the monitor and gone, oh, let's, it needs something. Let's just put tinfoil on his feet. That's what it meant from the catering truck. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, I think it's brilliant. Just, again, I keep going back to the all the sounds. If you listen to this ad, just purely all you hear is, mm, uh, oh, like, and it's just really uncomfortable, genuinely uncomfortable. So when he snaps his hips, he goes, oh, and uh, licking the screen, he licks the monitor. So there's a lot of that sort <laughs> of, does, you know, yeah. fake facade where he's looking down and he grabs his his um, his videotape. Yes, it's everything's done very, very well. It's all, you know, that could be any of our living rooms. And we've all got a, a metaphorical cassette under the floorboards. <laughs> Have we? Can I just turn that? Yeah. <laughs> If my mother's listening, no, I haven't. <laughs> okay, give it some marks. Give me marks out of five for the brand. Marks out of five for the brand. Oh, see, it's a, it's a toughie because when I was searching for it, I was searching for Tango. What's, what did I put in? Tando, Kinky, uh, sorry, Tango, Kinky, Latex, Colin, um, Man Flu. I never put in Apple. And of course, when I saw it again, I went, of course it was for Apple because that was like the alternative alternative. So branding, I think, for Tango, it's got to be up there with a 4.9. The fact that they have thousands of people ring the ring the number at the end is brilliant. 
and what they did there, which was very good. Imagine what they could do now with a viral campaign. You would have to think that it doesn't really matter whether it's orange or, t- or, or no, it doesn't. apple or blackcurrant. They don't give a shit, do Well, no, the cans are very different, though, right? It was a silver can with... It, just, with... it was just colour, though. So the orange, the original one, obviously, was orange. The blackcurrant one was um, kind of deep purpley colour. Yeah. And this one was green. Silver but, green. The, but the cans looked exactly the same. Yeah. But, but just look, different colours. Yeah, but they looked exactly the same, but they were different. Same but different. But so they did look remarkably different. If you're choosing, you know, red... Black Pepsi, you know, red Coke, green, orange, you know, it's it was distinctively different, which I think was um, which was good. So yeah, it's got to be a four point nine casting. Oh God, ten out of five. Colin's great. Colin is brilliant. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah, casting is excellent. Even she's good though for what she has to do. I mean, uh, well, again, I, I'd sort of if I was asked, she's to his straight man, obviously. Do an identity of her. It would be out of the corner of my eye because you know I'm also looking away, looking down out of shame, like not wanting to look at her because I'm all, I'm with Colin behind the sofa. So, yeah, I mean, casting's brilliant. Really Don't look good. at me. Look away. <laughs> oh, okay. Craft. Anything wrong with this ad looking at it? Is uh, there anything that you would have done differently if you'd been the CD or if you'd been the director? It's one of my least favourite fonts at the very end. You know, the whole sort of um, distressed type thing, which mm. kind of spoils it because it brings it into Adland at the end. If I had a, a criticism of it, you know, that would have been nicer if it was done in a bum chicka wow font or something in keeping with the, the you know, the ads. It really sort of brings me into Adland when I see that type. Um, that'd be the only thing about craft. So. I don't think Johnny Puncher will give a shit about that. Oh, no, but, you know, I'm not Johnny Puncher and you've asked my opinion, not his. Yeah. Okay. So there. That, that, that took me in my place. Um, <laughs> so craft, yeah, 4.7. But an extra 10 for the tin four shoes. Creativity. <gasps> oh, it's going to be five. It's up there, isn't it? I, I'm not sure how that ad could be more creative. No. No. They, okay, so they did a few versions of it, right? Because I have seen ones that I never even realised existed. When she walks in, he says, oh, God, I want you. And he goes, okay, this is me. Okay, I admit it. I'm there. This is me. I don't mind saying it. Right, I haven't right? seen that. Which I don't know whether that was just a Christmas version for the agency or whatever. Um, I did see something uh, that suggested that they might have had to remake it without the tissues. Really? Yep. That's been messy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, that would have been, you know, I mean, that, that would have been uh, trying a, to rewrite the continuity. But it, that, uh, you would think that if they did get some kind of directive from the advertising standards people to remake that without the tissues, that's like they're literally moving the deck chairs on the Titanic well I, yeah I think probably the um, I want to slip down your throat the, the video which had come to me or whatever it is I think those would have been the first things to tick off I think we might have a new a new leaderboard I can't remember let's let's, so give, I th- let's give up the pretense 19.6 out of 20 you've given that no I want 19.8 I think that's because that's, that's up there you know we liked um, Old Spice but Old Spice feels contrived fake and a little bit American shallow compared to the the authenticity of, of Apple Tango okay 19.8. Wow. Well, how many other ads can you watch 20 times? And it's not one of those ads that, oh, every time I watch it, I see a different thing. It's incredible. It's just, it's just you could watch it again and again and feel awkward every single time. Yes. And the, the, this is the, to me, this is the real joy of this ad. So Howell Henry are widely credited as being the first postmodern advertising agency. Did they say that about themselves? Or? No. So <laughs> uh, weirdly not. Although if you want some backup, this is how... So, sorry, can you just define what a postmodern agency is? So, postmodern, postmodern or the first agency making postmodern advertising. So, we're talking about... I, mean, mass, I know what you mean. Massive of course, levels yeah. of irony, massive levels of self-referential uh, mm. information, moving away from traditional 
here's the proposition, here's the pack shot, here's mm. the strap line mm. kind of stuff and moving and making ads that were more, that took um, insights about their target audience and referenced the lives of the target audience and put it in advertising. Mm. So what they're doing here is aiming for a, I would suspect a primarily male audience, 18 to 25, mm. who are sitting up on Friday night watching Channel 4. Mm, the Word. The Word. They're watching The Word. They're going to football matches. There's a, bit, yeah. a huge Lads, renaissance. The lad. The, there is lad, lad culture is a thing. Mm. Huge renaissance in football after the 1990 World Cup finals. And HHCL were at the forefront. And it's that idea which I think we have lost somehow. But that the idea pre-ads like this, advertising agencies used to say, drink this. Mm. It's really cool. And it tastes really great. Mm. And somehow along the way, HHCL picked up on the fact that people were starting to go, you know what? Fuck off. I'll be the judge. Yeah, of I'll make my own choice. Thank you. I'll make my mm. own choices. Mm. Um, you're not selling me anything now. Mm. I'm buying stuff. Yeah. It's like write your own proposition. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's brilliant. I think it's 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 a, a, an era of advertising where it was just throwing caution to the wind and, you know, in the brief, mandatories, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going, so what's the worst that can happen? But as I say, the problem is, what I mean, what happened after that? You know, you've done one ad which was banned. That's great. Everybody wants that. You do another one to top it. You trouble is you've got nowhere to go after that because you can't just keep going more and more extreme. Otherwise, you know, extreme becomes the new norm and that's a whole different conversation, I guess. Um, if you're interested in de- delve, delving a bit deeper into this idea about postmodern advertising, <laughs> I found a, uh, an amazing document on the internet. It's the PhD thesis by a bloke called Paul Springer at the University of Middlesex. And he wrote his thesis on tango advertising. Mm. I'll put a link in the pod notes if anybody wants to. But is it interesting? He writes 10,000 words that basically say they wrote some ads that were perfect for the target audience. If you're out there, Paul, Trevor Trevor Robinson worked with a bloke who used to take a day off once a month to go and wank himself senseless. And that's where they came up with the idea. Mm. Let's take let's let's make an ad that takes the piss out of every British man and the product. Mind you, and make it entertaining. Peace Springer, you managed to do it in far fewer words than we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thank you very much, Tones. Thanks, Steve. We'll be back next week. You want me? I love you. <laughs> I'm going to slip down your throat. Oh, I'd really like to meet Jan Raven. Sorry. Well, sorry. Sorry. I'm going to. Well, if you wanted to see how the sausage is made, I think it's fair to say that you got your wish with that one. It was all a bit more David Attenborough than David Abbott, but that's nature for you, red in tooth and claw. Hit the subscribe button if you'd like to carry on listening to our podcast featuring two middle-aged men laughing at their own jokes before one of them drops the kids off at the pool. Next week, we'll be looking at an ad that features a yellow sock puppet and not quoting Alfred Lord Tennyson in the outro, so there's always that to look forward to. In the meantime, thanks for listening to Classic Ads from Simpler Times. Laters.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.